so we've gone big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, this inspired me. Hold on. Let me now appear here. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of look like him, right? I think <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the same barber. Yeah, and look, uh, I, ha I now have a setup. I have the professional microphone that if you remember, actually, we were doing a recap with our better halves. It didn't work well, but now I, I think I figured it out. What inspired me, and I'm going to, actually, I'm going to leave Joe Rogan in behind us. Um, what inspired me, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Joe Rogan or one of his peeps tweeted that, um, welcome to host the presidential debate between uh, Trump and Biden. And I was like, why didn't, why didn't we bid on that? Like, we could have hosted the presidential debate. We would have crushed it. I would have, I would have. <laughs> Someone would have fallen asleep. <laughs> um, and um, also, just a little bit, I, it's like a weird spot. Actually, I'm going to disable. For the, so for the, for the listeners, by the way, uh, there's a Joe Rogan picture behind me, um, you know, with all his messy stuff. So Inspiration. Uh, yeah, for a little bit of inspiration, but I think I'm going to take it off because I have a new routine now. I was talking to... Um, Abhishek from Wealthy Therapeutics uh, just yesterday, just to catch up. And he inspired me. He says, you know, he does like 11 hours of standing. Um, so I'm going to remove my background here and I don't want to move everything around, but basically makeshift. I mean, I'm in my mother-in-law's garage still. So we're still in New Jersey. I literally put a box up and I put the laptop on top of the box and now I have the microphone. So and how you feel? How's the back? Actually, feels pretty good because I, I, I love to stretch normally, and this allows right. me to actually stand and stretch. But anyway, uh, so maybe a couple of things I noticed. I actually uh, re-listened to a few of them because we kind of stopped the, um, you know, the family watch hour. I don't know. They got bored with it, I guess. Hopefully our viewers are not. So uh, I've been running uh, every morning, and I actually listened to a few episodes. I have to say... We're damn enjoyable to listen to with our guests. I love listening to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I kind of just thought about it. So first of all, like every other episode, if not, it starts with Jim Joyce or it's a Wednesday. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, right, right. So my 100% right. <laughs> exactly. But man, season two. So I, you know. So this is the recap. This is the recap. Yeah. The, the recap, recap of season two. two. We made it through two seasons. And because the whole, the whole idea of starting in this time, like time is like at a different level of like we're in a different time continuum at the moment. So innovation is happening. Five years of innovation is happening in three months. Seasons. Huh. And, you know, seasons are happening. And now. And Jim, I love it. You're, you're a true salesman. <laughs> I, I thought you were just a CFO, but you're, which, I, which is something I found out about you, that you actually have some financial skills. Pretty amazing. Skills, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and um, I don't know how you want to do this. I, I, you know, our, our wives declined, our better halves declined um, for we many a, reasons. We have a force of nature joining us. We have a force of nature joining us. So I thought we were debating whether we would do the recap ourselves. And I thought we would bring on, um, uh, bring on Laura Hamilton. So Laura Hamilton is the head of North America for Health Beacon. Um, I'll let her give her, her quick little background on herself. But she is, you know, the ultimate connector. Like our social media following will go through the loop. All right. 
comes in here. Love it. And I, and she's so disciplined that she would actually do homework and like listen to the shows and have some show notes. So it might help us get through the recap. <laughs> <laughs> and we get an outside perspective. Like we think we sound true. Great. True. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, you're her boss. So let's see, but let, let, let's see. Um, we don't need it that outside. We don't, we don't need it that outside. Just, uh, one thing, uh, one other thing before we let, uh, so she's already in the waiting room, before we let her in, um, one other thing aside from aspiring to be the Joe Rogan show, the two of us, we are now part of the Health Podcast Network. So um, that was a pretty smooth process. We're in it. How many people are on the Health Podcast um, You know, to be honest, I don't know, but I browse. I mean, there's like dozens and dozens of podcasts on there. Um so that's, uh, that's good. And then uh, lastly, uh, this is just a little bit of a shout out. Uh, so I did a blog a while back on a CGM monitor that I put in and kind of, hey, you know, is it going to be a fat for me? Am I going to be able to watch my metabolic uh, health get better or not? And of course, it was a little bit of a fad. And yeah. so um, I actually just uh, signed up for this Levels Health program. So they're doing this in U.S. with the same CGM. Uh, okay. But it's around uh, metabolic health. So um, their CEO uh, reached out and, you know, so I'm actually looking forward to it. I just got a notification right before this. This is why it's so exciting because I do think the glucose can tell so much about okay. and how to improve it. So not, not a pitch of it, just I was just okay. excited but about did it. did they reach out to you because you mentioned it on social media that you were using it? And- so it's funny because we know uh, one of, I think, their angel investors is Ari Tula, who I know him and I were chatting, and then he posted something. Um, and I think Josh is his name, the CEO. Uh, he reached back out, and apparently he actually read my CGM blog, which I, you know, so it's a small world, right? But anyway, so we're, I'm on it and you're going to see me, you know, nice and buff. Um, But anyway, let's let uh, Laura in. So, yeah, so Laura Hamilton has, she has the opposite relationship with Ireland that I have. Well, let's, we'll find out. Laura Hamilton. Hey there. How's it going, guys? Oh, your sound look, sounds amazing, actually. I have all this like professional stuff going on here for the first time to close off season two. How do you feel to be a voluntold, not a volunteer? <laughs> Just another day here at Health Beacon, you know, always ready to roll with the punches. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I was saying I wanted to professionalize it, like the podcast. So you've listened to a few of our podcasts, Laura, right? Oh, I mean, I'm a, a longtime listener. I would say I'm an OG, you know, subscriber. Okay. Uh, really, since the early days of COVID, getting a loving my weekly shot of digital health therapy. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't have the COVID. Uh, the COVID oh. I don't well, to- at this stage. <laughs> but so okay, so so before we go, and so I so I just did an intro that you're the head of uh, North America for Health Beacon, and that you are a force of nature, the ultimate connector. Um, so, but, but I think I was thinking that you have, so this is your first foray into digital healthcare working in health beacon, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. A lot of kind of ancillary exposure, but this is my first dive into digital health. And, welcome. And, yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and, um, and then you have the opposite upbringing that I have in the sense of like, or, or kind of the, you know, so, cause I always describe myself as American Irish because I grew up in America and then moved to Ireland, but you have 
Yeah, the, the opposite, exactly. So I was born in Ireland. I was born mm. in Cork and emigrated to the U.S. with my family when I was five years old. So grew up just south of Boston and went to college here, started my professional career here, um, stayed connected to my Irish roots through a professional development networking society called the Boston Irish Business Association. So that link has remained strong. Uh, but then obviously having the opportunity to connect with Health Beacon three years ago when they were starting their uh, descent into the U.S. It was great to kind of forge that relationship and, and thus here I am today. So uh, the Irish roots remain strong. Yeah. And since you were there from the beginning, sounds like you're still loving it. Your excitement oh, is still so there. The <laughs> with, the, with the boss on. <laughs> I, I joined the company in November of last year. Okay. Um, but I've known the team for some time. So I met them about three and a half years ago when they were coming over to set up their U.S. office. And at that time, I was the head of business development at Mass Bio, the Mass Biotech Council. And so Health Beacon was one of the companies that I brought into the mix. And so uh, cool. we have things in common out of the gate, they happened to be in town around St. Patrick's Day. So in true form, I dragged them to uh, a St. Patrick's Day themed life science networking event and the rest is history. We met at a bar. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what else? All, all the roads kind of lead and seem to be leading to the bar, um, especially when it comes to talking about Ireland. Which, let, let's see, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll maybe make it there. We go into, so Laura has the best onboarding story I've ever seen of any great so so literally like Laura was starting we were trying to we were trying to get her to join the company and recruit her in so finally she was she was involved in a kind of a, uh, a what's it called a mission what do you what do you call it a commercial a trade, trade mission and she was involved in oh. organizing a trade mission from a Boston uh, Boston executives and government and officials to Ireland and so on her first day in the job she literally showed up to the office in a bus, like in a bus, <laughs> a giant bus. And like, like to describe like every famous Boston business executive was actually on the bus. So she, she ran an event. She ran an event on the first day of the job in the office. She's like, I'm like, I'm like, where's your network? They're in the bus outside. That's awesome. <laughs> Quite classic Laura Hamilton move, but uh, you're not with a bang. Great. So you're in the recap. So you, you're going to lead us through this, huh? You, you've been voluntold. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm good on the fly. So uh... <laughs> should, should we like put some timers on this? I don't know. We got 10 people to cover for the season. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. I, that would, we can just riff on it and sit there. Yeah. And don't feel bad. Like I haven't re-listened to all the episodes either. So I haven't listened to one of them. I, I, sometimes during the episodes, I fade it off sometimes, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. But, but okay, so the, I think we started off like we started off in a pretty epic way this time, right? Like we started off with um, totally Big John, Big John Brownlee. Yeah, yeah, that's right. John Brownlee kicking off season two. I mean, what a, a stellar guest to bring in. I mean, for me, I, I think the, the thing I really resonate about this podcast was really the intent of why it was created to connect with people, to see their personalities. And that's obviously a huge thing that's missing from all of our lives. And as we well know that in this industry and in life sciences and in healthcare, it's those 
relationships that make things happen and, and make the world go round. So I think having John on episode one was fantastic because we certainly not only got to hear about his business background, but his, his personal interests as well. I know I personally was captivated by the golf and Ryder Cup memorabilia right. in his home office so uh, that's right. That's right. he may be surprised to learn that i would be team europe um but <laughs> maybe after this podcast that if he hears this it'll make more sense but uh kind of great to hear about his company and how he he progressed yeah, through many you know, things to vidscript did you know vidscript that well do you know you know john a little bit eugene right no 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 no. it was my first time being kind of introduced to to john and his background yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, I met him once. I think we were trying to riff a little on our uh, on our show as well. I met him once uh, as probably a health excel event, uh, <laughs> and you know my my biggest uh, or interesting takeaway, like he's just like a hardcore executor entrepreneur, right? Like. I think even some of the comments that he made around, uh, you know, raising money from VCs is kind of easy. Raising it from customers is harder, right? Um, and he's been plowing through in the last couple of his companies, just, you know, raising money from customers, which is the best way to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love his, pod, his post because his post was kind of an inspiration for, for me anyway, which was the, That's right. the, um, the Andrea Bocelli post around the music and the impact of it and and the fact that he was in um, Minneapolis with everything that was happening in Minneapolis and all that stuff. So it was a good way to start. But anyway, so that's one. We have to do a time limit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm not timing it per se, but uh, so we, we go to what it, what it, uh, I think the Health Excel podcast with Bill Toronto, they call them the wolf, the wolf <laughs> of healthcare instead of the wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> we didn't call him that. I didn't want to copy Marty and team right off the bat, you know, Bill but. Bill's epic, right? And I love, I love Bill's opening, like, hey, boys. Boys. <laughs> I think he wanted us. He's ready. What do you think, Laura? What do you think of Bill? Did you, did you hear him? Yeah, he was great. He was ready with his shot glass, uh, ready to go. <laughs> um, an incredible story there as well. I just think... Uh, hearing about the team that he's developed over time, but how they've stayed together as a team. And many of them were with him um, before the, the Merck opportunity. They were at J&J together. Um, so really enjoyed what he had to say. I wrote down a quote that he, he shared about kind of the purpose of his team that really resonated with me, which is data is the currency to transact in future markets. So I thought right. that was really kind of a, a nice way to crystallize the, the power of the data we're curating. He's so on message. I remember when all digital health was just becoming a thing, he was saying that. He was like, you know, it's, yes, yeah, it, what's it, data is the currency of which we'll transact or something. Yeah, that was kind of, yeah. he's yeah. like stayed on that theme forever. You'll need to send me that, yeah. Laura. Absolutely. As I do my little recap, but I, I'm going to add to that, uh, the whole team thing. I do remember saying something to him that they're either afraid to leave him or they just love him so much, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a combination of both, we decided, but no. Um, actually, because his mom is Irish too, because he looks, you know, like with a name like Toronto, he's obviously Dennis, is Italian. And his mom is, um, was like the CEO of like, I don't know if we got into that, but his mom was a huge executive, like a huge executive back in the day. Uh, no, I don't think we got into it. That's new, new news to me major, too. Yeah, it's a major uh, uh, kind of a power company, like Calvin Klein. I'm not trying to think of what name the, the company is, but like one of the major brands uh, she ran, born in Ireland. You know, yep. uh, so he has this kind of funny thing. <laughs> 
and and the fact that literally the Lavongo deal was the Lavongo deal done at that stage. No, you know we've lived through a couple of season two. We lived through a couple of. Uh, IPOs, mergers, IPO announcements. I think like Mwell, GoodRx, uh, the Livongo Teladoc deal, the and 25 he, push-ups a day. <laughs> and he said also during that uh, podcast, he also said, what was it like? It was the first time he made an investment without meeting the company. And they were that's, doing- That's it true, yes. It was something in logistics. Yep, exactly. But, but one thing, I just last thing on Bill, I know we got to move on. Um, he actually is the one, I know we always called it, you know, digital health uh, therapy, a shot off, but right. I didn't really drink until Bill brought his shot glass. And now it's like, I'm trying to make it that every time we actually do this, I'm going to drink. So man. <laughs> try, try not to schedule any calls after this, but. Right, right. Well, you don't leave your garage, so you're not a danger of the world. I have to go. Uh, that's true. <laughs> All right. So now we're on to. Uh, Mr. Shafi Ahmed. Ooh, Shafi. So he brought in Lumi, did he? he I saw him post Lumi, and then we tried to do this, uh, you and I. Uh, and, but I think on your poll on Twitter said that people actually want to see us, not our... Right, right. Now, Lumi's interesting. Is, that, is he an investor in Lumi? I don't think so. No, he just he loves to try things, right? He's a... Yeah, yeah. So he was like, he's like 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 talk about like like a high bar here like he was performing these like you know what the first like uh, google glass surgical operations downloaded a bazillion times like 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 he's the real real man you know what i loved about shafi when i first met him i mean there's a lot of people that talk about digital health and talk about doing something and right. and he's was always on the front lines right actually you know inspiring younger generation to learn to become a surgeon right um actually doing things right with virtual reality actually doing things with a snapchat like not bullshit right no just blah 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 blah. yeah moving in practice what do you think laura what do you got we got him yeah, I thought um, just the, the way he was talking about, we all are obviously familiar with Zoom fatigue. Um, so bringing a new innovation to this space at this time to create kind of the empathy and human emotion and take some pressure off so you could go make a cup of coffee and continue your conversation and right. not seem disengaged. So I think uh, we're going to see more transition to traditional old school phone calls, which is okay with me. Um, I think we're, we're getting to that point. Um, but I think he also shared that although there is that fatigue, we really have to look at the benefits that the, this type of technology has enabled. So when he was talking about the Google Glass and the, the training, um, the surgical training, he was able to see where the viewers were coming from. And so there were students in remote islands in the middle of the Pacific Ocean able to tune in and they would never have that access and exposure to him as a, a world-class medical educator. So yeah, uh, a real, really to take. There's a real philanthropy to him, isn't there? There's a real kind yep. of, you, you kind of, he's kind of caring kind of thinking about that. No, absolutely. He is, um, uh, it's others first kind of thing. It's really, right. yeah, he's, he's super caring guy. Cool. Okay. Um, Next, next one was, uh, I think, a little bit of an experiment for both of us, right? Because uh, apparently neither, neither one of us have met Nicole up until our show, right? Right, right. Or, or wait, or no, no, no. Actually, I think you, 
she met you, but you didn't meet, did, didn't remember meeting her, right? That you, you're the the stardom guy, right? <laughs> right, right, in my own mind. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so she, so yes, yeah, so she had, she had reached out to. So obviously, she was at a conference that I was at. <laughs> but, uh, what else honest, is new? I think she opened up. What did she open up with? Something about the doctors in bikinis. Yeah. So she had talked about med bikini, which was a big thing going on. It's like I don't even understand that there was actually a study that came out um, that something about doctors or surgeons wearing bikini, bikinis and that should not be allowed. She opened up with that. So she immediately got our attention and <laughs> then we kind of had to move on or to get into trouble. But she was, <laughs> but she was epic. What do you think of, of uh, Nicole? It's Nicole. I just thought fantastic personality. You could see how she could do well transitioning from academia into industry. Um, and, and taking this company forward. Really interesting too how they're using social listening and AI to report on adverse events. Um, but I think what was the a key takeaway was that she talked about that transition of being on the business side now and the importance of connections and listening to people. Mm -hmm. That's not something that you're trained in, in in university. And for so many technical and scientific roles, um, it's those soft skills that make such a difference with people as they're pursuing business opportunities. Yeah, she, and she was, yeah, she was like, I, I remember we got caught up in that conversation, didn't we? Like, we were kind of one of those, we kind of like, here was someone we didn't know, like, what would it be? That, and she just was, you know. That's spot on. And I loved her background, right? Like, just, you know, phar pharmacovigilance, immunologist. So, it's like, just from a time, timing perspective also, just like across... And, and I, I loved her because she also, we had, I think we talked about, you know, everybody uses real world evidence, real world evidence. And we, she kind of like, no, 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 it's real world data. It's not evidence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, also, you know, it's interesting too, because at the time, you know, you, do you find Eugene that like we're hanging out more with like people that are quite established now, you know, just kind of the way, you know, so, so actually like the fact that you're, you're doing something new, you know, Health Beacon's been around, we've been around for a little while now, obviously we're still new, but it's been around. So she was quite new in the in creating a digital healthcare company, and I was, you know, the, I I feel like the new gets um, new doesn't you know my favorite expression the the new needs friends from Ratatouille that's my favorite <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite expression you know like the, you know the world doesn't need critics and the, the world needs love it friends, you know? love it I'm gonna so quote you on that exactly you can quote it. He's become like a radio broadcaster now with his mic in the thing. Oh, totally. So professional. <laughs> I Listen, I got to, you know, we, we got to work on a spinoff <laughs> or spin out. I, I don't know. For season three. <laughs> exactly. So ne next we had uh, my good friend Manish Juneja, um, who's still, you know, a little bit of update. I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter it's, you know, he was feeling good after something like 140 days of this long COVID where in the beginning, a lot of the docs were basically telling him it's bullshit, right? Like, but it's, it's a thing. And long COVID actually been discussed at WHO, which I think Manish actually participated. And he was feeling better, but then he had a relapse. And so now it's, I think, day 150 something or 160. Um, so still struggling through it, still struggling through it. Yeah, I didn't give you the sign. Um, oh, actually, I have the sign here. Ah, damn it. You got it. You made it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he, he, I think he brought, like, you know, because he's a, you know, he's a total mad scientist, right? Like, with his, you know, his, like, sensors and his, you know, the way he talks about things, a futurist, like, lovely guy. 
Um, but the fact that he brought this like uh, whole patient experience and what he was going, obviously he was going through trying to figure out what was happening. What'd you think of Manish, Laura? Well, for me, this was the podcast, the season that really resonated the most. I think it just brought such tremendous light to an issue that is not being reported on at all. I think in detail in the US, I've seen even personal accounts. So I think they're looking a lot at death rates and hospital hospitalization numbers. But what we're not thinking about is people who get COVID and recover. However, they're yeah. stuck with these long lasting crazy symptoms that their doctors don't have answers on. And that is quite frightening. And for me personally, um, has, has driven my own, you know, caution around COVID. I think, you know, people are thinking, they're looking death rates and hospitalizations, but I think it's, it's this population that get it, recover and have these long COVID symptoms is frightening. Yeah, just so actually today, I think Chrissy Farr tweeted that she was watching, if I'm not mistaken, the WHO or something else, a conference and only now people are getting more and more concerned about the long lasting, if, you right. know, negative impacts, even if he recovered. So, um, you know, it, it's great that we had Manish wishing him all the best in recovery. Yep. We're gonna, um, and, uh, next, next guy that we had on is I turned him into a Frenchman. I called him Jacob Laporte, <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> so, Jacob Laporte was Laura Hamilton. You were this discussion point, Laura. Remember that because you created the party that night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all leads to an Irish pub at J.P. Morgan, right? I think we should <laughs> leave it there. But yeah, we, we met Jacob and crew um, after a long day where we were, you know, resting our weary feet and uh, just <laughs> having a cold beverage. Um, and, and thus a great uh, conversation started. Yeah. What do you think of Jacob? What's your take, Eugene? I, I mean, I love the guy. He's just uh, awesome. I think they're, uh, you know, the expansion of the biome, the Novartis biome. I mean, I think every big company is trying to figure out how to work with startups. I do yeah. think he, uh, he's got the scientific background, as I learned about him on our, but also I'd say, I think the commercial head and, and um, I'd say an eloquence to him that he can kind of stride both, you know, worlds a bit. So I, I truly enjoyed the conversation uh, with him. And I, I do think that um, the, the biome will need to find its space within the organization. How, but the, the fact that it's expanding is a positive sign. It's a cool name too. I, I love it. I, I actually remember um, when I, I think Schwen came over there and then after Schwen came in, they actually launched the biome, right? Then they were all kind of co-founders. I think Mo, who is now at, Almiral. And I remember, you know, we're trying to kind of move when I was still at Bay of Grants for apps. Well, it was no longer grants nor apps anymore. Well, G4A. And I was like, damn, Biome such a cool name, right? Like we we're trying to explain what G4A really means, right? Without the budget to rebrand anything. So, uh, but anyway. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it's interesting than like the, how important the names are in these things, right? Like, you know, like people don't talk about like I, I think you name companies. Like I, I think about my companies. I kind of try to name them quite um, uh, simple. The simple, yeah. You know, not not to confuse others, but um, every, I don't know. I'd say five out of ten people because our company name is Your Coach Health. We get uh, how's my coach doing, or how's my health coach doing, or you know, it's all about. Me. So maybe we should have named it my coach, uh, my health coach, or whatever. But anyway, but yeah, yes, yeah. simplicity yeah. is key. 
yeah, like I, like as this kind of idea, like ours is like the beacon of beacon of health, you know. So we said oh. like that the sharp spin, which is a beacon of sickness, can now be a beacon of health. And, you know, and your coach, your coach, your coach, and your coach. <laughs> yeah, no, your coach is easy for me. I get that. One. I, I yeah, I don't know. People get it, but I agree. Um, so, next uh, so one. Jacob, Jacob's one of these guys. Just to give him the last. I Laura, we we, over, we didn't, but Jacob's one of these guys that kind of move through subjects, like you're saying, like the eloquence, like move through like the science, you know, move through like the pharmaceutical service sector, move through the, you know, the space kind of seems to kind of like, you know, navigate all those things. So I, that's what I found. I could have listened to him for, for, um, for hours and I very eloquent. Absolutely. And it, taking that on-ramp into Novartis should be more like ah. Singapore as opposed to New Jersey. That's oh, also like true. That. Yeah, we had a good That's track. also true. <laughs> yeah, is it New Jersey? Is it New Jersey? Is it Singapore? Like we're a little bit New Jersey trying to be Singapore as a California. Totally. <laughs> as much as I love the green state, I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay, what do we got next? Uh, we got uh, my brother from another mother, Millant. Nice. So he is the chief uh, data officer at Solarity. And um, honestly, I find uh, Jessica DeMassa introduced us a while back at XMED and uh, just a brilliant guy who knows his shit, just gets shit done. Um, and I think it's one of those episodes that I think if we transcribe it, there'll be like a nugget in every sentence. And yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to look at like he, like I, I, when I was thinking about him, the way he was moving through his business and, and you know, the way he was tackling that. He's again, it was, we had two back to back with these heavy kind of scientific minds that turned into um, yep. digital health officers and C CDO. Is a CDO, is that the title? Uh, so he is a CDO, but I think um, chief data officer, not digital, but I guess, I don't know. I don't Yeah. Heavy, like heavy and like he's like, we talk, we talk about like on the, in terms of the digital health, like on the end of like, um, heavy research and like true discoveries, how to use machine learning. Amazing guy. Loved him. Uh, seems like a real man. Like how long have you known him? Mm, must be, I don't know, probably five years or so. Okay. Yeah. Five, six, something like that. Five. What do you think? What do you think, Laura? Oh, I mean, well, it's, it's hard to find an Aussie that, you know, doesn't tell a great story and inspire <laughs> you. He inspired me to, uh, paint the background of my my wall in my home office though i don't know i might have to get, sign off from the boss on that i don't know how professional that will look um inspiring his background how he was kind of told as a young kid like hey this is your your future pathway you're you're probably going to work in a, a department store and and that's going to be it for you so he certainly has overcome a lot of obstacles but i loved his uh insights in telling um the story of the flagship venture operation because that system is just such a powerful beast their ability to um, internally, you know, discover and develop early stage companies and then spin them out at a rapid rate of pace is like no other. So before we move on, um, I actually I'm remembering at XMET, uh, me and Millen were on the beach and I actually was drinking cognac. So I'm going to take a shot to him. <laughs> He's not even a big drinker. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> You know, it, this is the season finale, right? So, um, yeah. right, right. okay, who do we got now? So we got, we're moving on to Steve Sanchez. Oh, Stevie. Hiding out in Belgium, <laughs> doing push-ups. Doing push-ups, joining the push-up challenge. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think of Steve, like a lot of these guys, I think of him as this like 
kind of, I actually, I think when I was writing the little, um, you know, comments was, was like, you know, you feel like this real solid friend of digital health startups. That's how I, I think of them. Like I've never gone to Steve with something, an idea, an opportunity for him to sit there and take it in, like think about it, consider it, come back with how you can help. That's how I think of Steve, you know, I, you know, kind of a real friend of the ecosystem, you know, back to the, the new needs. So I, I met him, I don't know if we got into it on the, um, on the actual show. I'm looking at Laura. Uh, but I met him when I first moved to Amsterdam, started the Health 2.0 chapter. And I think it was like, I don't know, maybe the third meetup that I was hosting. We actually ended up hosting it at PHS, which right. is the uh, PHS Capital is uh, Steve and Eric's fund. And to your point, I mean, this was nine years ago. Right. So this is still kind of early-ish on, right, in the whole digital health. And he was super supportive. I remember him coming, you know, kind of listening to a lot of the startup pitches. And lastly, um, on that, it's just I, I love how, to your point, uh, he's, he's also like a builder, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm going to judge and invest money or not. Like he brainstorms with the startups. Uh, for full disclosure, he's also an angel investor in your coach. So that's a side note. Mm -hmm. No, um, seems like a really incredible person and certainly someone I look forward to, like so many others I'm getting introduced to now, but meeting them in person as soon as it's safe to do so when we're back on our conference and travel schedule. But I was actually on vacation that week, so I caught up after the fact. But <laughs> fun fact that I learned on that podcast, I didn't realize you had broken a rib, Jim, oh, yeah. bike accident. Was that when I broke the rib? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I know that's kind of a recurring theme for you as you go through a funding round. You're having some sort of injury <laughs> or ailment. That's the joke. I, I described funding. I, I broke a rib. Yeah. You know, I broke a rib. I described funding as um, it's kind of like, you know, it's, you know, the, the Highlanders, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, where, you know, like, you know, they're all, there's only, there can only be one or something. And they're, you know, they kill, but every time they kill another one, a little piece of them gets lost, you know, that I can like they, a little bit of your soul. I, so I, I, I go through a funding round. <laughs> I, I, I thought it's just your investors are like punching you, you know, but. Uh... Right, right. No, but I feel like a little bit, it just, uh, isn't it like just a force? Like you just got to go through it and you're not the same afterwards, you know? Yep. <laughs> For me, I break it. I broke an ankle. I broke an ankle playing basketball on the last one. In on the last game. funding round? Yeah. I okay, so that's why it's a trend now. All right. You were hobbling around J.P. Morgan. Yeah, I don't have investors like Steve. You know, I have lovely investors. I love investors. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. Um, next one was Powerhouse. Powerhouse. And I think you met her, or no. Also, neither one of us, I think, met her in person, right? Never met her so, uh, Melinda Decker. I mean, we had such a blast and I, somebody actually commented, I think it was Amir uh, Kalali's like, I can't believe you have not met her before. I, and I also cannot believe I've not met her before. Like, right. Right. But instantly you had like a thousand connections, but she reminded me of like a Laura Hamilton here. Like I'm um, just this kind of, you know, total presence kind of walked, you know, kind of walked into the call. She was like physically seemed to reach through, like seemed like she knew us forever. Like, yeah, it, it was so easy. I, you know, I love the land. I love the, the kind of navigating through pharma, you know, like the kind of going through and talking about like, you know, her as a, 
young kind of consultancy person ending up in a manufacturing division versus the kind of marketing division versus, and the best line she had was um, the extroverts or oh, one of the best lines, she had great lines, but like, she was like, you know, the extroverts talking to introverts during this whole thing. Yep. And she like, can talk to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the extrovert going to the introvert. We are not okay. We are not okay. <laughs> I, I loved her. She's like, you know, getting budgets for brands is easy. Right. I'm like, cool. Yeah. So what do you think, Laura? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I agree completely. Absolute powerhouse. And another person I really look forward to meeting in person and just understand the cross-functional kind of background that she got in her training as she came through pharma. Um, but when I meet people, particularly in industry, I think it's all about relationships. I always try to find some sort of personal or, or you know, connection point or something in common. And um, she mentioned the wine program at UC mm. Davis and Fun fact is that back in the day, I literally right out of undergrad, I had reached out to them because that was something I was interested in. And so I, you know, as a result of that act, got mailers, you know, for, for years afterwards. But uh, <laughs> interesting to see that we have that in common. So it's deeper than just drinking a wine glass. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or a glass of wine. Yeah, I must so have had a few drinks myself now. Yeah, it was a it was a mutual friend. It was Nancy Fallon. It was Nancy Fallon from Novartis that kind of introduced. I she said, "Oh, you have her on." So we got on. And it was similarly. We had a Zoom call. I felt like I knew her for a hundred years. Um, not that I felt like I knew her for a long time. Not that that was. <laughs> so la last but not least, that was just last week. Leonora O'Brien. I I had a blast. I mean, and the whole sort of like you know. Um, PBM that brought me back kind of 10 years back the the yeah. pharmacy benefit management and the fact that even she spent some time with the Silesio and my world that that like connected me to her pretty closely. I felt good. Yeah, you were you were geeking out on the whole pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, 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 the 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 drug drug interactions and <laughs> <laughs> Right. What do you think, Laura? Yeah, another very interesting background and it you know learning about areas that are relevant to us in the world that we're operating in as a company. Also love that we got a glimpse of her personality and she shared the fact that she self-taught piano and I had to Google, truthfully, I had to Google Statler and Waldorf, but laughed because I, I know exactly who they were and I always just would refer to them as the two lads from the Muppets up in the balcony, but uh, now we've, we've all- I know you've been nice because- <laughs> I would have used the two old lads. <laughs> but it is in the way the Zoom that went off in the first time. <laughs> That's too funny. No, that was great. You're the Statler and Walter. And actually, and so funny, Leonora was in the pub in J.P. Morgan the same time Jacob Lavort was there that you were there, Laura. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. I'm pretty convinced. I'm pretty convinced that was the case. Um, it could be wrong. Surprised. <laughs> so next season, we're going to try to diversify from that bar. Is that what we're trying to say? <laughs> Basically, it was like just a group of people. But I, yeah, so Leonora was like, um, I, I actually, it's funny. I've known her for, the, I've known her over the years. So many different events, so many different things. I, it was it the first Irish, uh, you know, because I'm obviously not born in Ireland. In um, she was the first. Well, you you are here, but like Irish entrepreneur. Did we have another Irish entrepreneur? Um, I. Looking at this, I think this is the first one. Yeah, I mean, we need to look through the, all the names. I'm trying to rewind back in season one. 
Yeah, I, I know so. that was like last month, but <laughs> <laughs> last month. <laughs> I, I, uh, Laura, before you jumped on, Jim was like, trying to explain like our reasoning why do season back to season because all the timelines have shortened and decades of things that happen in just ten days and. But whatever, we're just having fun with it, right? So yeah. I thought you know, right? but also this whole like she was worked for the regulator for the farm, you know. That's right. Yeah, that's a pretty big, you know. Imagine working for a regulator and then going directly into a startup and. Um, uh, I just loved her, like boom, 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 boom. Like I remember because you know how we start, and then you know we want to make sure that our guest is in the waiting room already, and she's like, "I'm gonna hop on and two after or three after." I loved it, like precision, you know, precision, the precision, uh, precision medicine but yeah. not in that context. We've been at it for a while. Um, great, great way to So, end. Laura, how did you enjoy this? I mean, I was just honored to be included in the pod. <laughs> it was... For having me. So it sounds like you did volunteer. It's not about being voluntold. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, you could have said no. You know, I wouldn't have got... You could have said no. I, I, I gave you lots of warning. <laughs> what? This morning, we woke up to it. I haven't even talked to Jim today. <laughs> so talk about being a meticulously unproduced. Like this is it. <laughs> like Laura and I. How we so roll. We're a good well, team. Laura's always so prepared, and she's always on, you know there, and I'm kind of. I listen. We. It's 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 about balancing each other out, right? Yeah. Um. On, on that note, so Laura, thank you for doing a lot of that and leading us through it um, because honestly, I was not prepared. I'm like Jim, but um, I am very, very much looking forward to season three, which starts next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not, no rest for the restless, right? Uh, <laughs> and I think I was trying to do, I'm really like, we have actually quite a lot of it already booked out and list, but I'm actually looking forward to roughly episode six or seven to an amazing guest. Not that all the other ones are not amazing. I just literally heard back this morning. I'm not going to disclose it. This is like a teaser, you know, subscribe now, people be notified, right? And, uh, uh, and actually last thing, because I'm going to bust this chops always, I actually do think that you and I are going to host the presidential debate before Vishal Gulati agrees to be on the show. Right. Right. It's Vishal is fault. He's given us our time. He's tough, he's tough to get. Very tough to get. He's so. He'll be a great guest when we get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. He, he, he can outrun the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note, Thank you. It's a wrap for season two. Laura, amazing. Good to meet you virtually. Um, so close and yet so far. And then we'll go. This, this is our official, like her coming of age as a top digital health executive for Health Beacon being on, you know, the world's uh, most famous unproduced podcast created during the pandemic. <laughs> that is true. In digital health, specifically. In digital health. In digital health. All right, guys, I got to run to pick up. Yep. 